Welcome back to These Are The Words. I'm Eric Kroon, and we are reading from Precious Vessels of the Holy Spirit, the life and teachings of the elders of Greece, of Mount Athos, and we are today reading Elder Paisios, the Athenite Life. On July 25th, 1924, the future elder Paisios Esnepidis was born to pious parents in the town of Farasa, Cappadocia, in Asia Minor. The family's spiritual father, the priest monk Arsenios, the now canonized Saint Arsenios of Cappadocia baptized the babe with his name, prophesying his future profession as a monk. A week after the, the baptism, a week after the baptism and barely a month after his birth, Arsenios was driven along with his family out of Asia Minor by the Turks. Saint Arsenios guided his flock along their 400-mile trek to Greece. After a number of stops along the way, Arsenios's family finally ended up in the town of Konitsa in Epiros in North Greece. Saint Arsenios reposed as he had prophesied 40 days after their establishment in Greece and he left as his spiritual heir the infant Arsenios. The young Arsenios was wholly given over to God and spent his free time in the silence of nature where he would pray for hours on end. Having completed his elementary education, he learned the trade of carpentry. He worked as a carpenter until his mandatory service. He served in the army during the dangerous days of the end of World War II. Arsenios was brave and self-sacrificing always desiring to put his own life at risk so as to spare his brother. He was particularly concerned about his fellow soldiers who had left wives and children to serve. Having completed his obligation to his country, Arsenios received his discharge in 1949 and greatly desired to begin his monastic life on the holy mountain before being able to settle there. However, he had to fulfill his responsibility to his family to look after his sisters who were as yet unmarried. Having provided for his sister's future, he was free to begin his monastic vocation with a clean conscience. 
They arrived at Mount Athos in 1950 when he learned his first lessons in the monastic way from the virtuous ascetic, Father Kirill, the future abbot of Kotlo Monastery. but was unable to stay by his side as he hoped, and so was the monastery of Esfigmeno. He was a novice there for four years, after which he was tonsured a monk in 1954 with the name Averkios, Averkios. He was a conscientious monk, finding ways to both complete his obediences, which required contact with others, and to preserve his silence so as to progress in the art of prayer. He was always selfless in helping his brethren unwilling to rest while others worked, though he may have already completed his own obediences. As he loved his brothers greatly and without distinction, in addition to his ascetic struggles and the common life in the monastery, he was spiritually en enriched through the reading of soul-profiting books, in particular he read the lives of the saints, the Gerontikon, 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 and especially the ascetical homilies of Saint Isaac the Syrian. Soon after his tonsure, monk Averkios left Esfigmenu and joined the then Idiorhythmic Brotherhood of Philoteo Monastery, where his uncle was a monk. He put himself under obedience to the virtuous elder Simeon, who gave him the small schema in 1956 with the new name Paisios. Father Paisios dwelt deeply on the thought that his own spiritual failures and lack of love were the cause of his neighbor's shortcomings as world's ills. He harshly accused himself, pushing himself to greater self-denial and more fervent prayer for his soul and for the whole world. Further, of always seeking the good reason for a potentially scandalous event and for people's actions. And in this way, he preserved himself from jump, judging others, from judging others. For example, to Mount Athos had been scandalized by the strange behavior and stories told by a certain monk. And when they met Elder Paisios, they asked, They asked him what was wrong with the monk. 
he wanted to judge others and that this monk was actually virtuous and was simply pretending to be a fool when visitors would come so as to preserve his silence. In 1958, Elder Paisios was asked to spend some time in, in and around his home village so as to support the faithful against the proselytism of Protestant groups there, helping many people. Afterwards, in 1962, he left to visit Sinai, where he stayed for two years. During this time, he became beloved of the Bedouins, who benefited both spiritually as well as materially from his. The elder used the money he received from the sale of his carved wooden handicraft to buy them food. On his return to Mount Athol in 64, Elder Paisios took up at the skeet of Iviron before moving to Katanokia at the southernmost tip of Mount Athos for a short stay in the desert there. The elder's failing health may have been part of the reason for his departure from the desert. In 1966, he was operated on and had part of his lungs removed. It was during this time of hospitalization that his long friends, the then young sisterhood of St. John the Theologian in Soroti, just outside of Thessaloniki, began. During his operation, he greatly needed blood, and a group of novices from the monastery donated blood to save him. Elder Paisios was most grateful, and after his recovery, did whatever he could, materially and spiritually, to help them build their monastery. In 1968, he spent time at the monastery of Stavronikita. helping with both a spiritual and material renovation. While there, he had the blessing of being in contact with the ascetic elder Tycon, or Tycon, who lived in the hermitage of the Holy Cross near Stavronikita. Elder Paisio stayed by his side until his repose, serving him selflessly as his disciple. It was during this time that Elder Ticon clothed Father Paisios in the great sky. According to the wishes of the Elder, Father Paisios remained in his hermitage after his repose. He stayed there until 1979, when he moved on to his final home on the holy mountain, the hermitage Panaguda, or Panaguda which belongs to the monastery of Kotlomosio. It was here at Panagoda 
that Elder Paisios' fame as a God-bearing elder grew, drawing to him the sick and suffering people of God. He received them all day long, dedicating the night to God in prayer, vigil, and spiritual struggle. His regime of prayer and asceticism left him with two or three hours each night for rest. The self-abandon with which he served God and his fellow man, his strictness with himself, the austerity of his regime, and his sensitive made him increasingly prone to sickness. In addition to respiratory problems, in his later days he suffered from a serious hernia that made life very painful. When he was forced to leave the holy mountain for various reasons, often due to his illnesses, he would receive pilgrims for hours on end at the women's monastery at Soroti, and the physical effort with which this entailed in his weakened state caused him such pain that he would turn pale. He bore his suffering with much grace, however, confident that as good as God knows what is best for us, it could not be otherwise. He would say that God is greatly touched with someone who is in great suffering He would say that God is greatly touched when someone who is in great suffering does not complain, but rather uses his energy to pray for others. In addition to his other illnesses, he suffered from hemorrhaging, which left him very weak. In his final weeks before leaving the holy mountain, he would often fall unconscious. On October 5, 1993, the elder left his beloved holy mountain for the last time. Though he had planned on being off the mountain for just a few days, while in Thessaloniki, he was diagnosed with cancer that needed immediate treatment. After the operation, he spent some time recovering in the hospital and was then transformed to the monastery at Soroti. Despite his critical state, he received people listening to their sorrows and counseling them. After his operation, Elder Paisios had his heart set on returning to Mount Athos. His attempts to do so, however, were hindered by his failing health. His last days were full of suffering, but also of the joy of the martyrs. On July 11, 1994, he received Holy Communion for the last time, and the next day Elder Paisios gave his soul into God's keeping. He was buried, according to his wishes, at the monastery of St. John the Theologian in Soroti. Elder Paisios, perhaps more than any other contemporary elder, has captured the minds and hearts of the Greek people. Many books of his councils have been published, and the monastery at Soroti has undertaken a great work, organizing the elders' writings and councils into impressive volumes befitting his memory. Thousands of pilgrims visit his tomb each year so as to receive his blessing.
And the next section is called Elder Paisios the Athonite Councils. Elder Paisios the Athonite Councils. I will read the first sentence. The humble are like nightingales that hide in, ra in ravines and spread joy to the souls of men with their sweet songs. And I'll read that in the next chapter, in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. And may you have a blessed day and evening, a restful and peaceful evening.